The IDP Pros Podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed. Use the promo code SGPN for $20 off. Once again, that's GameTime at GameTime.co. The IDP Pro Players Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers in professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here's your veteran, infamous No Dirty O in season and senior IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster, coming off the edge as always with their deepest standard league NFL defensive takes. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined this week, freshly back from the expo and vacation with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, the man, the myth, the legend, the IDP tipster, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, John. Just glad to be back in here and uh, recording. Happy to have the two fellows coming back. Yes, sir. We got two very special guests for you this week. We're bringing back at Sean3686 of IDP Nation and IDP Guys and at KBelf54 of Football Guys. Sean and Kyle, how are you guys doing? Doing great, man. Happy to be back and ready to talk some ball. I am doing fantastic. Glad to be hanging out here with Kyle and you guys. Yeah, for sure. Fellas, we are less than a month away, so we got news piling up. We'll plow through that, and then we'll talk about some instant reactions and preseason information we've learned recently that's going to help us with our IDP leagues. Let's jump right into it. Let's start with uh, Marlon Humphrey. Foot injury will miss at least a month. Not great, obviously. No, it's not. It it is a blow. IDP-wise, Humphrey's one of the higher corners usually taken. Uh, He's only got a month, though which is probably to be expected because he usually misses a couple games a year anyway. I did see where I believe it was Ronald Darby got signed to, to kind of take over who is just kind of funny because he's also usually injured half this year. So probably get just enough games out of him to be a bit of a waiver guy. Marlon Humphrey is one of the, one of the uh, more known corners, you know, for Friday P um, we've seen him be pretty relevant and um, yeah, they signed Ronald Darby, and as Sean said, he's he's been known to be injured too. I believe he was injured most of last year. So um, I think uh, your best bet is just uh, tune into Johnny Greek's uh, corner article each week and find yourself a couple options. Let's roll. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I'm on talking S- about <laughs> on SGPN. This that's season, right. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add no safeties. Yeah, <laughs> that's. That's right. The yeah. whole secondary. The whole secondary. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love it. Love it. Yeah. You'll be just fine. You tune into Johnny's article each week and he'll get you there, boys. <laughs> much, much appreciated. Gary, anything on this? I, I know you're not a big corner guy, but any thoughts? Oh, we was talking about corners. 
All right. That answers that. Let's keep it going. <laughs> so Tyree Wilson, Raiders, first round draft pick, could be great on the defensive line, activated from the non-football injury list. I saw some stuff from Max Crosby said he really likes what he sees out of this guy so far. Let's go same order, Sean, then Kyle. Expectations for Tyree Wilson this year. What do you think? I'm glad to hear he's you know getting healthy enough again. I would expect big things for him if I knew for sure he was going to start. Uh, I do think Chandler Jones is the starter for now, but I do think he, he'll be slowly worked in, probably more of a next year kind of guy, but maybe pick up here at the end of the season. But I, I'm excited to see him get going. He looked great in college. Totally in line with Sean here. Um, it's good to see Tyree Wilson, you know, on the field doing stuff here, getting getting back to football activities. He's a seventh overall pick. Uh, we're all excited about him. You know, big athletic dude, long arms. Um, you know, looks like he's got a bright future. I, I'm with Sean. I think I'm not expecting a ton early on here, and maybe we see him get a little steam towards the end of the season. Maybe he gets a little more run if he's if he's proved that he he's warranted it. And um, you know, I, I like his future for dynasty purposes. Not expecting a ton as a rookie, but um, just just happy to you know see him get healthy and and uh, and get on the field. Yeah, no doubt. It'd be nice if a Raiders draft pick actually worked out. Uh, yeah, would right. be. yeah, yeah. For Speaking sure. of, we've got uh, Farrell surfacing up with the San Fran somehow, you know, given <laughs> Drake. Yeah, we talked about that earlier on the manager's pod. If I can get these damn Harleys to keep from flying by my house, I'll leave my <laughs> mic on just a touch more. I mean, the hesitation that all of us have is just planting a flag in a rookie, no matter how dominating yep. he was here and there. You know, I mean, it's just uh, using common sense. Great dynasty option, considering his situation. You guys hit it. Right, right. Yep, they're good dynasty option. Uh, only thing that gives me pause is just the Raiders track record, but uh, so far, so good. The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Anyone that's ever had to buy tickets for a sporting event or a concert before knows what a pain it can be. If you've ever had to get those tickets at the last minute, you especially know how stressful that can be. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater needs near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. With Aaron Rodgers in town in New York, I've been looking to go to a Jets game this year, and I use Game Time to get my tickets. Their flash deals are absolutely incredible. I was able to find tickets on the 50-yard line for far less than the other sites I looked at. They've got easy-to-find-and-buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images of the seat views, and the lowest price guarantee. They also have event cancellation protection and job loss protection forget months of planning in advance game time has deals on tickets right now right up to the day of the event snag your tickets without stress at game time download the game time app create an account and use the promo code sgpn for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem the code sgpn for twenty dollars off download game time today for last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed you can use promo code cfbx for the college football experience as well head on over to gametime.co today we do have one more rookie to talk about i'm sorry gary <laughs> um but anyone that watched hard knocks last week saw what will mcdonald is capable of i think holy shit I don't know if you saw the episode, Sean, but the the kid looks incredible. I seen a little bit of the the game footage, uh, and just you know the mic'd up from the coaches. Everybody's reaction was fantastic. Dude looks ready. 
I would put him in my starting lineup right now. Send him to chase after guys. This dude's got a high motor. He's explosive. Uh, good, good handwork. Very flexible. Real agile for a big guy. Uh, he's exciting to watch, and I, I'm ready. I watched the episode. Um, Will McDonald is just fun. I mean, how fun is that guy to watch? And then he's walking into the tattoo shop, getting piercings wherever he wants. Like he just, you know, <laughs> a character, man. I know I'm a big uh, Will McDonald fan. I, I thought he was fantastic at Iowa State. He had a great career. Um, I mean, the whole pre-draft process, he nailed it, you know, senior bowl and everything. Uh, dude's got a ton of juice off the edge, long arms. That spin move is wicked. And he, and he showed it that inside spin is just it's tough tough to handle and in the offensive linemen from uh, carolina we're like damn you know like boy you got something and uh no i i, I really like mcdonald he can make an impact i think you know he's a he's on the lighter side for a defensive end so you know the run support could be a a problem but i mean he can straight up get after it on on passing situations and i think you know we could see him make an impact early on for a rookie if things keep trending this way it's gonna be tough to not get him out there from your guys's description it sounds a lot more exciting to see it that was to read it so yeah. <laughs> you know it's a it's a rookie yeah. i was catching up brother so only so much time in the day yeah all good brother all good all right on to some veterans now that's enough rookie talk <clears throat> so so we had a couple signings this week saints signed jalen smith uh for linebacker depth and the ravens signed jadavion Clowney. Any interest in either one? I I reckon I'm going to get me some Clowney for sure. Yeah, so, you know, Clowney is a really good defensive NFL move for the Ravens. He's always been a good run stuffer, so you're probably going to get plenty of tackles out of him. Never a whole lot of sacks or anything. Kind of muddies that that edge rush for the Ravens with, you know, Adafi Oa and David Ojabu. I was kind of hoping those guys were going to be turned loose this year, so... I think it kind of muddies their value a little bit. Definitely worth worth a look and an ad. Going with Jalen Smith? I don't know. I, I'm guessing it's a death move. They need somebody. Pete Warner hasn't been the healthiest guy in his first couple seasons here. So maybe in some three linebacker sets, he'll be on the field. Outside of an injury, I'm probably not seeing him get on the field a whole lot. I am keeping an eye on him, though, because if something does happen, I'm flying to that waiver wire because I do think it will hold some value then. So kind of a wait and see. Again, right in line with Sean. Jalen Smith uh, looks like a depth signing. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping we get a full season of Pete Werner, Werner staying healthy and, and hopefully Demario Davis. And uh, yeah, I, I'm real excited about Werner this year. I think a, a healthy full season could be a lot of fun for IDP. Yeah, Clowney with the Ravens. It just seems like the Ravens will make these vet signings and make it work. We, we saw uh, Jason Pierre-Paul be relevant last year. for He was playing huge chunks of snaps. Um, as Sean said, it muddies up that that edge group with uh, Odafe Owe and Tyus Bowser, you know, Jabo coming back. But, um, you know, it's it's a good signing for a good team uh, this, to get a guy like Clowney this late in the year to mix in there. Uh, makes a ton of sense for a team that's looking to make a bigger run. So, yeah, I mean, he's worth uh, a Johnny the Greek mouse click in, in your deepest leagues to see what the hell happens and figure it out from there as we go on, right? So we've confirmed he's going to be a stand-up outside rusher for him? Is that a confirmation or is that an assumption? Do we know he'll be interior defensive? I mean, he is kind of a bigger type defensive end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up in age. So I'm wondering if they might use him more on the interior after losing Campbell. I mean, it's a very good possibility. But uh, yeah. 
I mean, you got to love it. He's definitely kind of the name right now to figure out if, if anybody is going to overachieve. <laughs> Somebody needs to hit home. Bowser's not getting it, and we don't know about these young guys. So maybe this will help them all out. That's a good call. Yeah, good stuff there. Gary, any thoughts on Jalen Smith? I know that was your guy way back in the day. Waiver wire target. He's going to be, you know, in the chamber. Uh, you guys hit that. I don't know what else I could add to that other than, uh, man, that could be scary. Of course, I don't know how much we're expecting out in New Orleans this year to begin with, but <clears throat> that'll be a different segment, I suppose. Somebody else can talk about that, Dirty O. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. They're, they're in a bad division, though, so they got that going for them. And uh, all right, two last pieces of news today. These both just happened pretty recently. So Hassan Reddick has a thumb injury, should be ready for the season opener. But Devondre Campbell was spotted with a walking boot and a scooter near his locker. We got a Packer guy here. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, what have you been hearing about this? Uh, yeah, not a, not a ton of uh, information coming out other than like they're not worried about it. And it, it, right now they're they're calling it not a long term worry. And and uh, Goody said that they expect him to be ready for Week One. So I'm expecting Devondre Campbell to take it pretty easy here for a while and uh, not do a whole lot. They you know they they know what they got with him when he's right. And to him just being healthy for Week One's the most important thing. Let Quay get. Get out there, get everybody set. He wore the dot the other night because Campbell last week because Campbell played what three snaps and they they took him out and so he's getting getting some reps doing that and then Isaiah McDuffie's you know next man up and and uh, I, I do like him um, like Gary was talking about depth with the Jalen Smith like McDuffie's this really good depth for us um, so I'd like to see him get some run and then uh, Tariq Carpenter is a guy they really like they drafted a few years ago the seventh round he's a kind of a tweener safety linebacker guy he shifted to linebacker full-time this year and he's been having a really good camp and so I, I'm just I mean he, these are just depth guys right but I'm excited to see him get out there and see if he can um, you know generate some buzz and make some plays and stuff but you know they got bottom line you know i like what i'm hearing that devondra should be ready for week one let them chill drink some gatorade in the sideline hide five some guys and <laughs> let's get ready for week one <laughs> good stuff <laughs> yeah, man that sounds good i, I want to hear that you know they're expecting him to to be healthy and get right back at it yeah he's an older guy they're going to mm. rest him like i said they know what they have may as well run quay out there and see what he can do in yeah. charge and uh Prepare for the future, more or less. Ever notice these days how things have changed with sports entertainment? Suddenly everyone is edgy and they don't mind offending people with offensive words. It's everywhere. Podcasts, to radio, to primetime TV. All I want are NFL defensive player reports. Maybe a quick update on the best streaming corners. And yet, I have to hear about the dirty O. That's right. <gasps> offensive player discussions and hot takes blocking my path to the sweet, sweet defensive information I need. Bullshit. That was until I found the IDP Pro Players Podcast. And now, unless the IDP pros John or Gary mess up, Uh-oh. I know I'm not going to be offended by their no-dirty-o approach. Damn. So take my word for it. Catch the Sports Gambling IDP Pro Player Podcast every week and leave the dirty-o behind. So if you or someone you know has an IDP degenerate problem, that's terrific. And the fantasy move to make is to go follow a couple of the best veterans in the fantasy football industry. That was on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R-O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Oh, yeah. 
The IDP Pros Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are brought to you by our Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest that has a $1,000 first place prize. Besides those season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for our patrons, plus a monthly SGP Stories Podcast that's completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. There's also a Discord channel just for our patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today for the SGPN Patreon. That's at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. Warning, the following IDP Pros podcast is for the deepest of DGEN IDP managers or those that inspire to be. Fellas, well, we got you both on here, along with Gary. We've probably got close to 100 years of IDP experience in here right now, which is which is bad shit crazy. So let's take advantage of it. We've seen a couple preseason games now. We've seen some snaps. We got a little bit better read on what's going on in, in some of these bat- battles for some of these positions. Uh, I've got a few I wrote down, but if you guys got something in particular you want to talk about, let's hit it. Uh, we should definitely start with the Bills, though. The Bills' second linebacker has been a hot-button topic all offseason. Yeah, so look at it the previous years with just how the bills would run their starters and their backups for the linebackers that they had a very specific order. There was no third overall linebacker. It was, this is the starter. This is his particular backup you for, for each person. And Dotson was always uh, Edmonds backup. So my initial thought was he's going to be the first guy to get a shot at it and kind of take over there. And then they said, you know, him and Bernard were, I guess, the the main two guys to get the first crack at it. I know Bernard's been kind of injured a little bit. So hamstring injury, I think, kind of has really given the advantage to Dotson for the moment. So I do still think he is the front runner on that. Uh, I do think it's his job to lose. I'm not really worried about the rookie, Williams, A.J. Klein. I mean, it feels more depth. We know what he could do if need be. So I do think Dotson is the guy that's going to come out on top on this. And and the reason why we're talking about this is because there's been a lot of back and forth on this, and it's anything but settled, I feel like. Yeah, it's, uh, like you said, one of the hotter topics in IDP because the you know Bills run that, that nickel base basically the entire way, and, and they have two uh, you know, productive linebacker, full, full-time linebacker gigs. Um, yeah, you know, it's been a hot topic, uh, Bernard, Tyrell Dotson, you know, the rookie Dorian Williams, everybody's excited, you know, when they drafted him and, and you know, when we were OTAs and this and that, but it sounds like the Bills are a really good team looking to make a big push for the big dance. And if the rookie's not ready, they're not going to throw him out there. So the, it, it seems like, you know, Bernard Dotson is, is the uh, main competition and Terrell Bernard, yeah, it's t- a tough time to be hurt, you know, missing the first game and Dotson getting the run out there with Milano. Dotson, uh, where the dot column plays, I believe. And, you know, as Sean said, you know, Dotson was Edmonds' direct backup as, as long as he's been there. And, um, yeah, I, I'd like to think Dotson's probably the front runner right now. You know, Bernard's a tough time for him to be hurt. Um, I know we, there's been some chatter about keeping an eye on what, it, if, what they do with Taylor Rapp. You know, do they bring him in there? on third down to play in the box. Um, it's just something to kind of keep an eye on with, you know, cause you get Poyer, Hyde and Rap all there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if I had to pick one today, I, w- I would pick Dotson for that role and, and uh, let's hope uh, somebody runs away with the gig. So we know for week one, <laughs> that'd be nice. 
Yeah, no doubt, man. And that, and that's the value here is the, the Bills, once you know the guys, they don't change. It's the You're same right. guys yeah. every week for the same snaps. Yeah, so, yep. so if we can find them, it's worth its weight in gold. Yep. Yeah, so that's a good one there. Another one that's been kind of mind-blowing, uh, Jeremy Chin played 8 of 12 first-team snaps in his last preseason oh. game, while everyone else, Shaq Thompson, um, even Luvu, were, played damn near all of them. And there's been chatter about this even before this, that he's going to be a nickelback. He's not going to be a full-time guy. We're looking at 70, 80% of snaps tops. I just think that's batshit crazy, but I, I want to hear what you guys think about this. Is Jeremy Chin a bad IDP pick at his price right now? Cause he's not going to play every snap. Has to be right. Cause he's going very high. And I know a lot of people are hoping he would be more of a, a linebacker role and play it up, you know, in the box. And, uh, you know, maybe then dropping out into the slot, doing a little bit of coverage, and it seems to be the complete opposite. They're just dropping him in in the slot, and it is ruining his value. Like it is falling as we speak. Do you guys, I'm with Deshaun and Johnny. You know, it's, I'm, I'm definitely worried um, for the price you have to pay for him right now. It ain't looking pretty. With the other starters staying out there, play you know a handful of snaps week one, um, to just to play that nickel role. That's that's not great. And like you said, Johnny, if you play 70, 80 percent. Not ideal, and especially where you got to take him in draft. So, yeah, I'm worried about Chin. It's not not a promising start. I know it's just preseason, but you got to take what you see and what you know, right? I'm not going to let Sean off the hook so quick because we were talking there for a minute before, Johnny, you joined in on the studio, and I could have swore when I said something, he said something about Carolina and laughed about the shape of that whole entire defense. Is it? I just was curious, Sean, is that wrapped completely around – active chin or the whole situation that we're looking at or maybe you said it was ugly yeah yeah ugly i mean because a lot of the chatter before was you know luvu maybe you dropping in as more of an edge rusher jeremy chin coming down playing more of that linebacker hybrid role and then your woods and uh bell alternating you know as your safety is up there none of that seems to have happened if you know the preseason is any indication I believe John Macri just posted tonight's game where Chin played what four snaps out of the first 10 and they were all in oh, that boy. nickel slot. So it's back to back weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. It's not looking good at all. Yeah. And yeah, then Lubu is actually getting a pretty good run. It looked like looked like he came off maybe one snap out of the you know out of the first 10 there. Uh which is a little bit encouraging. Uh, I'm not sure he did much with it, but at least he's getting some play time. So it kind of boosts his value back up. But Chin, I mean, he, he's bottoming down. I mean, it's 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 getting bad. Yeah, that is that is not good. Plus, you know, me and Gary have talked about this too. There's too many chefs in the kitchen to begin with. You, you got mm-hmm. too many talented guys on the field to yeah. begin with. The competition for tackles is rough to begin with, and and, and now you know we're not getting Chin. Not great. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, another safety situation that's kind of in flux uh, that I'm not sure if we have any um, like a settlement on this yet, but the Bengals, uh, who's going to end up being the starting safeties there? I mean, so far it looks like Dax Hill was definitely one of them. And I believe Nick Scott got the night off the first game. And Jordan Battle was out there playing. Nick Scott's not very exciting. I mean, he's not just somebody I would rush out to get. I mean, he's a solid guy. He had one solid season for the Rams, but he's been a career backup. Wouldn't be surprised if he does start based on what we've seen so far. 
but surely it won't take long for battle to take over. I mean, he's just too talented, too versatile to not take that spot. Uh, but for now, I, I'm going to preach some patience here. Uh, that's all you really can do. Yeah, uh, Nick Scott, he, he was uh, he unavailable for the first game, so we didn't get to see him or battle, you know, with them both active who got it. Um, I, I was of the thought that they would go with the veteran first. They, they paid Nick Scott pretty decent money, I believe. So, they, hey, you're going to put your most talented guys out there, but I generally would think a rookie would take a little time for the most part. But I, I was under the assumption Scott would probably get to start um, as things were heading into the game. He wasn't available. Battle got to start. I think Battle's going to push him if Nick Scott does get to start, as Sean said. Nick Scott, you know, he had the one good year. Um, Battle's, I think Battle's a talented player. He, he He's a well-rounded safety, so – um, I think he's going to push him. I, I like Dax Hill. You know, I'm, I'm a Michigan fan too, so he's got a special place for me <laughs> being a Michigan fan. But uh, I, I like Dax Hill. I think he could have a nice year for us. Um, and you know, we're, right now we're pretty confident he's going to be out there quite a bit. So, and uh, so I like I like Hill. And uh, we guys got to keep an eye on that other spot when everybody's right and out there. So, I, I think it'll work itself out. Just the, yep. just just anyone counting on a week one uh, Jordan, Jordan battle explosion. Probably not in for a good yep. time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of dangers in week one, uh, Jordan Brooks activated off the PUP. Are you guys firing at will or? I am cautiously optimistic about this. Uh, I'm excited. I am excited because I, I wasn't expecting him to be able to do anything for at least a couple months. That injury was what? December, November. I mean, it was late in the year. Uh, to, to be even considered off the pup right now is pretty uh, pretty mind-blowing, I think. I think his value is starting to climb a little bit since that's come out, just in what few drafts uh, I've been in. Uh, I am seeing people taking a, a sooner chance on him. Now, he's not practicing yet. He's just off the pup, so cautious. But, yeah, I, I am getting excited about it. It looks good. It, it's definitely showing he's in the right direction, you know, health-wise. All the rehabs probably looking good then. I just don't know when he's going to actually come in and be productive because they have Bobby Wagner in, brought in, I believe, Devin Bush. So they have that time to kind of work him back in and not just throw him back in right away. And with it being so soon, I definitely would not just throw him right into the game with 100% snaps right off the bat. So I, I look for them to slowly work him in. Yeah, I was I was pretty pretty damn surprised that he he's off the pup already. Like Sean said, I was at seven months removed from that ACL. Um, I I really wasn't. I was avoiding him in drafts altogether because I just didn't expect. It. I mean, a handful of games maybe at the end of the year is what I was thinking. Um, so I mean, it's super encouraging. He's back. I don't think they're gonna rush him back by any means. Like we just John Sean was just saying, um, they got Bobby Wagner to run the show. Bobby Wagner, he can still run it at thirty two or thirty three wherever he is. Devin Bush is the player we're all hoping for when he came out of college, but he can hold it down on a you know a part-time role. That's why they brought him in for this. And then they also have Jamal Adams if he gets right, and Julian Love and Quandre Diggs, right? So you got three capable safeties you can bring him up in the box. So they have plenty of options there to, to you know to, to to fill in until he's ready. I don't see him rushing him back, but I'm definitely like Sean said, I'm cautiously optimistic now. Before I was completely avoiding i'm not going to pay up for him in drafts but i mean if everybody's forgetting about him and i can get him you know what i think is a good value what the hell i mean i maybe we get half a year out of him you know and that will be fine at the end of the year he's, we'll, we'll take it so but I, it's encouraging but yeah I, I just don't see him rushing them back with given what they have on the roster so 
What good is fantasy football content if it doesn't cover both sides of the ball? The SGPN IDP pros have you covered on defense, but we have more to offer than just IDP. Check out the 3D Dynasty podcast with Dave and Brad. That's right, the dude, the dork, and the dynasty. And follow that up with Heroes and Villains, featuring Justin Bruni and Andrew Robb. All of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcasts pride themselves on their actionable content. They bring the research and analysis you need to win your leagues. So help support SGPN and download the SGPN app and catch all of our premium fantasy football content. Throw it out to you guys. So what what is something you're tracking in camp that you've been kind of paying attention to? Any of these situations strike your fancy? The Rams safety unit is one I've been watching. Not a strong defense right now. It's been pretty decimated this offseason. Jordan Fuller was the guy I was really looking at, and I was really interested to see who was going to win that second battle, Russ Yeast or Quentin Lake or whoever that was going to be. Then out of nowhere, John Johnson comes to save the day. That, that warms my heart. It's good to see him back. Finally, somebody on that team worth getting outside of yeah. you know, Aaron Donald, maybe Ernest Jones. I made a joke about four weeks ago. It was either on the players, managers, or maybe both, where I said, wouldn't that be wild if he ended up back with the Rams? Right? <laughs> right? I, I mean, just look at that whole situation. It yeah. was like he was not doing anything to improve that fucking defense. Right? right. So yeah. wh- why not? And lo and behold, brother's going home. Yeah, it is not a good-looking defense, at least on paper. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's in line for 100 tackles just the moment, you know, pin touched paper there. So I am excited to see him back there. That gives me hope I can get a, a safety that's going really overlooked everywhere, probably free. So that that's that's a guy you definitely want to, to look for. To when, uh, when Jeremy Chen's flying off as, you know, the safety five or something, uh, yeah. you can get John Johnson sitting on waivers. That's a great point. Good call right there. Uh, Kyle, what about you? What, what, what have you been, uh, what's been piquing your interest in uh, preseason so far? Yeah. <clears throat> one of the one situation I've been kind of keeping an eye on is the second linebacker spot in Pittsburgh, because in these best balls we've been doing, I, I've taken a lot of Landon Roberts late, you know, I, considering that's, you know, the whole Pittsburgh regime, the other guys are all gone and they, they brought in Holcomb to be, you know, the, the anchor in the middle and then they paid Landon Roberts, you know, decent money, and you thought he's the next guy. Um, you know, that will be two there, and he could have a some appeal as a, you know, especially in deeper leagues and those best balls take him late. And then they go and sign Quan Alexander, right? So I'm like, well, I know Landon Roberts isn't necessarily known for his coverage abilities, and Quan's got him there. So I've been kind of interested to keep an eye on what the hell that looks like next to Holcomb. You know, who's playing what snaps, and it's it's like it's not like this super big relevant idp role in, in your more casual leagues but deeper leagues you know I, I thought roberts could be a nice lb5 guy and you could you know warm body production for a when injuries hit we know how it goes and um yeah so i'll be keeping an eye on that and and see who's getting the run and and just keep an eye on the snap counts each week and, and see what the preseason brings and, and get ready to click the mouse when when the time comes on which one's getting the most snaps you know <laughs> hundred percent good stuff there. And, and thinking about this, having you two guys here, we'd be, we'd be crazy not to take advantage of this. So let's go with your favorite teams each in their most relevant situation. Let's start with Sean and the linebackers in Miami. 
what do you think's going on there, man? Is it is it safe to trust uh, Mr. Longdong, or or what are we going with? Man, how many times have we you know preached him as a sleeper, and he'll yeah. start out good, <laughs> and then injury takes him out. Uh, I, I'm willing to believe one more time. Uh, I'm going to give him another shot. I do think he is the guy to own if he can finally stay healthy and work on that missed tackle percentage. I think he's in the double digits, but he has gotten better each year. I, I'm optimistic. I, I, I'm going to give him one more shot. Are and you he, sure, man? It was kind of not. It's you're not convincing me. It was like, oh, yeah, uh, it's uh, I'm all, come on, man. Well, when I talk about the Dolphins, I worry I'm overselling it because my bias is coming through. And I don't right, want to be right. like, oh, yeah, man, I'm so excited. David Long is going to blow it up this year. I can't I feel terrible. I feel terrible. This is not – this is the episode I'm taking out all those little extra bells and whistles preparing for the season because I could have put a dolphin squeal or I don't know. <laughs> something, something out of the pet detective, something I could come up with something, man. I'm, yeah, he's gonna be I, I'm gonna hate missing this window. He's gonna be great for at least half the season, right? So if I can just pick up that waiver about the time we figure out Quan Alexander or Landon Roberts. <laughs> About the time we we get an injury from him, people haven't caught on to that. Still, I'm seeing Jerome Baker's getting drafted left and right. Still, it's it's wild. People do not pay attention. And Kyle, so Packers safety. Yes. What do, <laughs> do, do tell. <laughs> well, I will say Gary made the call of John Johnson going back to the Rams, and before training camp started and OTAs and. Before they signed Jonathan Owens, I was like, can we just get John John Johnson off the couch and in green and gold? Because, you know, our safety unit was. Yeah, brother. Um, hey, but, and every old dog even gets lucky, man. That's just a pure <laughs> shot. Where else could it go? I mean, right. it's just a lot of green sloping. and less gold there, right? <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, yeah, so that, that spot, you know, Darnell Savage has got his spot locked in. Um, so to start off, uh, training camp Rudy Ford was running with the ones you know as soon as camp kicked off and then Jonathan Owens um, you know took over and he got and he was running with the ones and Jonathan Owens got the start um, week one of the preseason and then um, Tavarius Moore the other day in joint practices against the Patriots got a start on the second joint practice I believe so um, it's a kind of a shit show as I expected, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it seemed like Jonathan Owens was the front runner. Um, you know, Tavarius Morris starting to kind of get, stick his nose in there and, um, and get in there. I mean, like I said, he got to start yesterday or the day before in the joint practice thing. Um, I, I it's not settled and, and they, they've said as such, the more I read, you know, it's still unsettled. And, um, I expect him to say that right. Coach speak and whatnot, but, um, I mean, it's for the taking. It, it went Rudy Ford, then Jonathan Owen stepped up, and then now to, they want to see what they have in various more. I'm curious to see who gets the starting, you know, starting nod Saturday against New England. So, you know, Owen's got it last week. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's these guys, it's whoever's going to step up and take it because it's, I, I truly believe it's up for grabs, as they say. You know, those guys are all all vying for it and they've all had their times at camp where they've they've uh, made plays and played well and it's it's going to be a fight i think so it's just something to keep tabs on i think throughout the preseason and we certainly shall we certainly shall before we take you guys out of here we do have a special video from the sgp injury doc in regards to the harold landry situation that's my cue wasn't it 
<laughs> this IDP Pros podcast segment is brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Doc, Sebastian Fearon. Sebastian is an Army veteran, a doctor of physical therapy, and a strength and conditioning specialist, and he'll be helping us with injury information all season long on the IDP Pros podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at SGPNFootballDoc, all one word. What's up, guys? SGPN Football Doc here, and today we're heading out to Nashville, Tennessee to talk some injury news. We're talking about Titans outside linebacker Harold Landry. Landry was coming off his best season in 2021 where he recorded 12 sacks and worked his way to a Pro Bowl. Titans fans and the team were excited about their young outside linebacker heading into the 2022 season. And unfortunately, in the preseason, he tore his ACL. On August 31st, 2022, Landry tore his ACL and then required season-ending surgery. So your ACL, your anterior cruciate ligament, is your primary stabilizing ligament in the knee. And when that's torn, it requires season-ending surgery. Typically, the expected recovery timeline from that is about 10 to 12 months. Most NFL players make it back around that 11, 11 and a half month mark. Thankfully for Landry, he has just over 12 months or a year of recovery time since when he tore his ACL back in last August to now in the start of the season of week one for Tennessee. So the good things here is, you know, there's not been any negative news really coming out of Titans camp, any setbacks or things like that. Things are moving smoothly. He's been cleared. He's been a full participant, a full go since training camp started earlier in August. So things are looking really well for Landry, and the expectation is he's going to be ready and active for week one. Now, I don't know how much preseason work he'll be getting. Vrabel typically does not play starters in the preseason. In fact, Tennessee just had their first game today, and they didn't play many starters, including Landry. However, I do not expect him to be limited or, and I fully expect him to be active for week one. Now, there is always a re-injury risk with these ACL tears, and it's, sometimes it's difficult to get back. That lateral movement, that really quick agility side to side is what takes the longest. Sometimes it could take up to two years for players to get normal movement, but defenders typically handle it a little bit better than offense, especially players. So I do expect Landry to have a good year to play, you know, play all of his games and to be productive this season. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Follow for more. So lots of good stuff there. Yeah, Landry, man, it's too bad because he was really, really coming on uh, when he got hurt heading into last season. Uh, I'm I'm definitely going to have some shares. I'm just hoping he's okay. Yeah, I've been watching Landry play you know, the last few years down here in Tennessee, and he's one of my favorites to watch. He's a really good player. Pressure. He actually drops into coverage and plays a run pretty well also. Having that full year of recovery, and like the doc said, there's been no indication that, the, you know, anything has went wrong. Everything's been positive. I, I would feel a little better if we seen him play just a little bit in the preseason just to kind of maybe settle his nerves and give him a little more confidence out there just to go ahead and make some movements, you know, maybe take a hit or something, even if we don't know how he's going to respond the first time somebody goes at his knee, you know, especially, you know, with a lineman rolling up on him or something. I imagine it's going to be you know, a bit of a heart stopper for him, but it's been I a year. We, I think we could have maybe all agreed. You guys kind of feel if he actually came in, say the way he ended, if he can even be at that level, that'd be an outlier. I don't care even if, you got a whole year if you should be, you know, so I, I don't know if that lets anybody off the hook, but that's how I feel about it. He looked great. And if he can pick up on those numbers, 
it wasn't just sack numbers he gave you. He gave you plenty of tackles too. So yeah. I mean, I'm excited for him. I'm going to take him. He had an awesome 2021, right? I mean, he was what 75, 76 tackles somewhere in that range and 12 sacks. He made the Pro Bowl. He got paid and unfortunately got hurt. Um, I'm always weary um, with players coming off, you know, ACLs and things like that. Those are tough injuries. I do like the fact that he's fully a year removed from it. Um, you know, so he hits that nice timetable of you feel like, he, you know, everything should feel good. Um, and the doc laid it out there. That was awesome. That video. Um, great stuff. And uh, I, I, I like Landry. Yeah. Like, like Sean said, you're always worried when they get out there that first hit and stuff. Um, but I, I think I've, I've always been a fan of Landry. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a super productive IDP asset. Like you said, you, if you can hit that 70 tackle mark and throw double digit sacks up, that's huge for an edge defender. So I, I'll take Landry um, for sure and hope for the best because you know I feel like like Gary said if he can get if he can get back to to where he was when we last saw him you know he had last year he off, beat the odds if he beat the he odds beat the- for sure yeah totally with you brother um, I'll take the shot though because I, I think he's a really good player and I think you can get him at a pretty nice value still um, I don't know that the market's quite caught up yet to where it's like you feel like you're overpaying you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm also throwing my ass a disclaimer here because I'm not guaranteeing shit. But, <laughs> you know, it's tough, especially knowing in a redraft, if you can get them just at the where, where would you, where would you consider a good spot to grab them right now in a redraft? Best as, as your DE two or three. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'd, I'd be, I'd be happy as hell as a DE three. A little weary if I got to start him, if we're starting two and I got to start him as my second, a little bit nervous, but I still think he's plenty talented. You know, I'll take the shot, but um, yeah, I'd love to land him as my, you know, DE edge three, as Johnny said, for sure. Yeah, I got no problem starting him as uh, my DE two. Dude's solid. It's been a year. I'm I'm confident in it. He's got DE one upside. So uh, the later, you know, on that edge two, the better, but yeah. Yeah, I would have no problem starting him as my second. Good stuff there. Let's hope he bounces back. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, that's pretty much the show, but let's tell the people one more time what you got going on this season. As Sean, I know we have not been able to convince you to write weekly in season yet, but you do do some excellent work, so tell the people where they can find it, please. Yeah, so I got a little bit on idpguys.org. Did a full AFC South breakdown, IDP, kind of deep dive. That was uh, that was a lot if I'm being honest, <laughs> way more than I was prepared for. But yeah, maybe going to do some writing, some ranking or something there. Also over with Hollywood on IDP Nation, probably podcasting. I assume Kyle will be back there eventually. Hey, you, I might be fired for good. Firings <laughs> <laughs> have went down a lot since you've ever been around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. Awesome, man. And yeah, everyone should absolutely be following you at Sean, S-H-A-W-N 3686. Uh, Kyle, how about you, sir? What do you got going on this year? Yeah, um, over at footballguys.com. Um, yeah, I wrote a few articles this offseason uh, talking about some contract year guys and some guys with a chance to have an opportunity to have have some, uh, you know, nice IDP production and cash in along the way. Um, so I wrote a few articles like that, the defensive line, defensive backs and linebackers, uh, dynasty ranks, redraft ranks over there. And then in season, uh, be writing the waiver wire article. 
So, um, you know, as soon as week one hits, just dive into them snaps and see who the hell's playing and who's not and, and who we who we putting in our waiver wire uh, column, right? Whatever platform you play on, who you add. Um, but, yeah, that's that's why I going on. And, uh, man, I mean, what, three weeks and, and we're ready for kickoff week one. This is crazy, man. I know, brother. It's coming quick. And everyone should be following him as well at KBELLF54. Uh, yeah, and you guys know where to find us. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We'll do it again next week. Have a good one.